0: This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. Touchdown!
1: This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on
0: ESPN 92.5.
1: Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action.
2: Hello, world! Welcome in. This is Moneyline on a Sunday morning. And nothing's changed because that is the statistician. That is my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's
3: going on, Jerry? Football, 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 man. It is that time of year. We got to see. The Texans versus Tommy Brady last night.
2: We got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. A lot of bets to get to because your boy is hot. I'm talking about Caliente. We're going to bring Ooh. out the heat. I'm on a heater right now, and I got a couple of bets that we're going to get, get to uh, throughout this show. But before we get to that, we got to get to the man behind the glass because that is what it's about. It's a reunion up in this piece. It's the guy that everyone wants. Hey, he blew up on us. This man. He did. I mean, he got too big for us. I, 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 I don't <laughs> even know how I'm going to approach him this morning, but... And all love, man. We got our guy, Carl, uh, Andrew Carlson at Carlson Radio on Twitter. What's happening, Andrew?
0: Man, I'm excited. It's been a while since I've heard that intro. Heard the hello world. What's up, man? It's been a minute. Got a little nostalgic here in the intro, hearing your voice, seeing you do it, Jerry. Uh, I'm excited for the show today, man. Let's
2: rock this thing, and hopefully you are excited as well. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six at. Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Let's get this thing going. Where do we start? Do we want to start with the the uh, preseason? Do we want to go Astros? Because I like to start on a good note, right? <laughs> I like to go with those Astros. I like to I like to get dirty whenever Fromber gets dirty, right? I like to get in there and, and, and Correa closing out games on double plays, you know, like things like that of that nature. That's what I want to start the show with. What's going on, Jordan?
3: Oh, man. It, nice to see the Astros doing well. Uh Full disclosure, I was watching my Texans last night, so I, I caught up on what happened with the Astros. But I was more excited about watching Tom Brady in Houston. But Astros, man, they're they're so up and down, right? It, it feels like every week we come in here and it's a different story. Either they've been playing great or they've been struggling. They're they're so streaky. But hey, they're they're back in the the winning races. They're playing bad teams. They're actually getting some dubs against bad teams, which is nice to see. And nice to see Fromber not get screwed out of, a you know, the bullpen screws him up, uh, I think his last start. Yesterday, everything worked out great. They got the W.
2: Every week that we come in here, we it seems like we're playing musical chairs with, how would you have the starting rotation? Weeks back, yeah. you know, when Fromber was home, we were like, you know, he might be the one. Then all yeah. of a sudden he started having control issues, but he would get in jams and get out. Sometimes he 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 had, what, like two or three games starts in a row where you kind of said, oh, okay, maybe put him at the three or something like that. But going down into where we are now, now you're getting uh, the hitters back. You're getting Bregman back. You have a full lineup. If you had to start to make the rotation right now and if it was going to the playoffs, how do you have it? I want to know from both of you guys because it changes. Again, it's a musical chairs game on this show, and we always bring it up because it seems like, oh, where do we go? Is it going to be an experience? Is it, do we trust Fromber? Where is it at? Man, I
3: I'm such a Fromber guy, but it's hard not to give it to McCullers. You got to. you know what I mean? Like his his slider and his sinker have been so nasty this year. But man, I love Fromber, and I was starting to wonder like his numbers before they started cracking down on the sticky icky. You know, his ERA was like in the ones, and then after they started cracking down, it was closer to four. So I was like man, is Fromberg <laughs> struggling to, to figure this thing out? But it looks like he's getting the hang of it. We saw Garrett Cole kind of struggle with that as well, but he's back to looking like Garrett Cole. So I, I think it just took a little time, but I, I'd probably have it to answer your, your question. I'd, I'd probably go uh, McCullers, Fromber, Grinky. I guess. Grinky kind of is, we we treat him like... Because <laughs> you know? the name. Yeah, because of the name. And, and his ERAs and the threes, you know, Grinky's fine. It's just, you know, he's... He's pitching with guts and guile, and if he's not if he's not on that day, he gets ripped pretty good cuz accuracy is a big deal for
2: him. How do you have it Andrew? How would you have your rotation starting right now?
0: I mean, McCullers has to be at the top. He's been the best pitcher in your rotation this year. ERA under three. I understand that he blew up, and they, you always worry about that with him, that he's going to have that one inning where he loses control, walks two or three guys, and you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. But I, I think his stuff alone is the best in rotation. you got to put him at the top. If it was a must-win game, he's the dude you want on the mound. After that, I've got, I'm, I'm with Josh, but I would flip him. I've got Granky at number two just because I think they're sort of holding him back a little. You see that they're pulling him almost every time in the sixth inning. It's 85 pitches. It's like Dusty's like, all right. Zach, we don't want you to die out there, all right? You know, we're pulling you. And I think that he's got a little bit left in the tank that he's saving for the postseason. So I'd have Granke at two, Fromber at three, because his control, when he's got his control and he's hitting his spots, he might be the best guy in the rotation. But he's been walking so many guys over the past two, three weeks. He's calmed it down a little bit the last couple of starts. But I would have those three guys. I would go McCullers, Granke, then Fromber, and you figure out the rest. As long as Oda Rizzi is nowhere near the rotation – I'm a happy man.
2: I, he shouldn't be the number one starter? He shouldn't even be in Houston. <laughs> Let's get this guy out of here. But remember in years of past, we were talking about McCuller splits, and it was usually about on the road. Yeah. Right? He would get rough. So if you get him in the playoffs, you start him. I mean, obviously, his second game would be the first game, prob- or one of the games on the road, somewhere around there. But you're always <laughs> going to get him, hopefully, in that game one at home if you have home field. That's big, you know. Yeah. Game one in the playoff series—that's big to have McCullers at home, where the splits traditionally throughout his career have been bad on the road.
3: Yeah, he's he's improved on that this year, for but sure. Before this year,
2: I mean, it was night and day. That's why when we talked about that 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 the the contract, we thought about maybe the fine print, you know, and then they could throw well, these splits here, but he's 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 got that fixed so far. I trust him, man. It's hard to say Grinke as a three to me. I, I know, right? I I would rather trust Grinky at two, and then know that I have a beast in Fromber at three. Completely, completely
3: fair. I can't blame anybody for flipping it either way. You got all the experience with Grinky. You know, I just you know I'm a big Fromber guy. What's funny is, is in the playoffs last year, Fromber was your one, and it wasn't even a debate. You know, he really established himself. But over the course of the season, we've seen he's, you know, he hasn't been as consistent as you would hope. But it looks like he's pitching well at the right time of year now. Grinky's been solid all season long. I feel good about this rotation. And one more thing on McCullers. Remember that huge game against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium? Like he really lived up to that moment and came out there and pitched his guts out. So maybe as I look at that, I'm going to keep that in mind as we go to the playoffs. Like this guy is about big games and and I'm going to roll McCullers out there. And
2: then it becomes a thing of he he's a guy that has no emotion in Grinky. Right, and that's yeah. what you need in those kind of games. But then you ask yourself, if you have him at three, right, and you get the first two games at home, would you rather have him the first game on the road with no emotion? A guy like that, rather to have Fromber, the you know, the younger guy, saying, "Man, yeah. give him the the home crowd, let him rock this thing." Get Grinky, which is doesn't show emotion, doesn't get up too high, too low, and on the road that first game three on the road, you know. Yeah, do you look at it that way?
3: I actually do, Jerry. That's a great point, Grinky. Like it's like, oh, there's a playoff game today. Huh, whatever, I, I'll, you know, I can, I give can, me the ball. I can play. Yeah, I can
2: play. Give me some guacamole. You know, he's a big fan of the guacamole. You, you know what I'm saying he's he's emotional. He is, and I, that's what you need going that first game on the road. Depending how you have their your series, say you do get beat one of those first games. That first game, you you lose home field. You know, you, you lose home field in the series because you lose one of the first games at home. You go on game three, a must win. You, you don't want to go down in the series. Grinky, someone just that shows no emotion, that's not going to get too high or too low. He's not going to get too, the moment's not too big for him. We've seen many of, if you think of it like that, then it makes sense. But I mean, he started game seven for you and he was
3: great against the Nationals. I mean, they, they pulled him too early. He was
2: terrific in that game. All in all though, everything that we're talking about right now is a good predicament to be in. Oh, Absolutely.
3: The other guy that w- made some news this week that we were wondering maybe if he would return or not, Justin Verlander. Now we know from the Astros' GM, James Click, that Verlander will not be back this year. His doctor said, like, nope, we do not recommend that. So we were hoping, like, hoping against hope. Maybe Verlander will be ready for the playoffs. But That's not going to happen. He's not coming back. I, do you think he'll even be back next year? I I kinda don't. Man. I
2: don't think so either. Yeah. Remember we said that one day that might have been the last we saw of Verlander that last time that we saw him that in the Astros uniform. That that one start. You remember that. <laughs> yeah, it, and was it was a good start. A start hurt around the world. Yeah.
3: And then I mean what did he one start for sixty six million dollars, I think, is what's gonna come out of that contract extension. That's a punch to the gut right man, now. Man, that hurts. And in, in him saying, like, yeah, I can't say I, I haven't thought about going back to Detroit. And I'm like, Detroit like we paid you, you all jerk. this money, yeah. What are you talking? Like, no offense to anybody from Detroit, but like, I got to get back to Detroit. Like, who says well, that? Take your ass <laughs> back to Eight Mile, in. yeah, <laughs> we don't
2: need you here. Uh, it just, man, where we're at right now, going forward. And then you talked about you. You bring up the word hope. Well, what kind of hope do you have left with Carlos Correa? Oh, man. <laughs> that, I mean, do you think hope? Do you think he said that? And, and for people
3: that didn't catch it, there was an article in the Athletic that's. Carlos basically said it'd be great to to leave Houston with the second championship my last year with the Astros. Do you what, think... It's like, what does that mean? What is that, do you think he said that to, to kind of get the negotiations going again? Do you think he was just like, well, I mean, the way it looks, I'll probably be leaving. So he just said it kind of off the cuff. He didn't have any meaning behind it. Or, or do you think it was on purpose?
2: I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, I'm trying to play psychiatrist over here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what angle... Is he shooting an angle to gain leverage? Could be. Is this just how he sees things right now? And he knows there's nowhere even close to negotiations, to where a common ground right now. Is that where they're at? And he says, man, we're not even close. Yeah. This is the way I'm going to say it. You know, this is literally what's going on. Or is this leverage? I'm not sure. I just don't like to hear that, especially right now. Like, say a little later. Later, like, like when you saw Garrett Cole put on a hat right after <laughs> yeah. that man took off his Astros hat and put on another hat and, and and said he he he's not a he's not a required to do these things anymore. Yeah. You're like, whoa, who is this guy? I'm not an Astro anymore. I don't have to answer your questions. They should have escorted him out of the building right then and there. They should have escorted yeah. Garrett Cole out of the building as soon as he came in with that other hat. They'd have been like, who are you?
3: Mm-hmm. And he had a Yankees hat probably in his bag that we
2: didn't see. Yeah. He, uh-huh. he had the pinstripes, uh, socks on under the, his, his pants. It's like, like get him out of here. Dude, I, I'm with you. I, it worries
3: me a little bit with Carlos. And
2: I don't necessarily feel like. We can't call him Carlos no more because Carlos was when he was like an Astro. Now Mr. Correa? Him, you just call him Correa. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Correa or Mr. whatever. Mr. Correa? Carlos is when he was like near and dear to. Now all these things, it's like, man.
3: I called him Los. We got kind of tight. I used for to a call while. him Carlitos.
2: <laughs> like, that's when everybody's like, he's like your cousin,
3: Carlitos. Carlitos way. I don't know, man. We'll see. The one thing I worry about with him is a lot of people are like, see, you shouldn't be paying him $300 million. But I'm like, but the postseason hasn't started. He turns into an animal during the playoffs. And what are GMs going to remember? They're going to remember if he rips up the playoffs They're not going to be looking at, oh, how did he hit in August? You know, they're going to be like, oh, man, this guy can
2: swing a series. Give him $300 million. I'll tell you what you're going to remember. This bomb about to drop on the bookie right here. The game kicks off soon. We're going to Italy. Grab your passport. Grab your mask. Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
4: This is Heisman's Trophy Winner from College Hall of Fame, Billy Sims. And you're listening to
2: ESPN
4: 975. 1,
1: 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. One, 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 two, three, four, four, five, you're listening to Money on ESPN 975. And on ESPN
2: 925.
1: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. We're talking little Astros, and we're using the word hope.
2: Is there hope that Berlander ever suits up for the Astros again? Do we ever see him on the mound with an Astros uniform? Is there hope in what Carlos Correa says or or said it, or did we lose hope? And there's no one else to better to get the the view from than the person that actually wrote the piece, right? No doubt. You figured that they'd have a view. And at The Athletics, Andy McCullough had this to say, about what his thoughts are about what Carlos Correa uh, 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 implicated.
4: I mean, I, I don't think it's a final
3: decision at all. I mean, I think that if the Astros win the bidding, you know, I'm sure they'll resign. But I saw that some of the story was aggregated. as like, you know, Correa closes the door on the train. It's just
4: like, that's not what he said. You know, he was he was talking about it with a sense of finality. But, like, he didn't say, I'm never coming back. I don't want to come back. It was just basically that, you know, he understands that this could be his final season with the Astros. And he would very much, you know, like to win a World Series.
2: I mean, they said, yeah, let's not overreact. It's like overreaction theater. It's like we're looking for something, and that's why I said. Maybe it's a leverage thing. He knows how he's wording this. Now all of a sudden, if you are in Astros organization and you overreact, you think about this, you read really into do it, does that make you say, hold on, is there a chance that he's already maybe? I don't think that he's checked, especially the way he is a competitor midseason. I don't think that he would shine a light on himself in that situation right now where the season stands and, and the run they're on. That just doesn't seem like Correa. I think it's a little leverage talk, a little like, you know what? I think he was just talking.
3: I I think so, too. And good get there by the wheelhouse to to get him on the air to talk about his article and kind of clarify everything. But we saw with Carlos before the season started, remember? Like, he came out and said, like, hey, they offered me, you know, what was it, 120, 125. They had a couple uh, offers they gave to him. And he was just like, you know, we're just not close. You know, he was very upfront about that right before the season started. So, Maybe Carlos is just kind of just stating facts. Like, as of right now, it it doesn't look like I'll be back. We're just too far apart on the money. And, you know, so, you know, read into it what you want. But it's unfortunate. But, you know, John Granato and I did a video on SportsMapHouston.com where what would you rather see, Jerry? Would you rather them see them dump all that money in Correa or or try and get a frontline ace, you know. Maybe try and trade for a pitcher, you know, the quality of Max Scherzer, or you know, maybe not him exactly, but a, but a, just a dominant number one ace. Do you think their money would be better spent on a, a pitcher like that, or or Carlos? Because Alledmis Diaz has been very good, you know. If him and Bregman take care of third base and shortstop, if I don't know if you move Bregman over or how they want to do it, I don't know if you'd
2: have that much drop off. The Astros have been so fortunate in that they've managed to find these diamonds in the rough. Yeah. Like Fromber, for example, whenever you lose Cole, and then all of a sudden here you, you get a guy that we're talking about could be an ace. And, and Jake Myers. I mean, they keep bringing Diamond, these guys up. Diaz, yeah. a guy that can play multiple, but you keep finding these. So, like, if you would ask me that a little bit further back, before you say, man, oh, that's because we always talk about the Astros getting booed, and then you you always use the, well, that. There's not even the nucleus of that team yeah. is in here. The day that you lose Carlos Correa, it's almost like, that's a different era, almost. Yeah. Now, is that a good thing, bad thing? I don't know. It it could be time for it, but I just don't see because they're having so much success now, and he's just so much more now. I I looked at the list of of guys that will be available that you could get, and there's some big names. Yeah. So Kershaw then Kershaw comes up at the end of his deal here, and, and even even bats that came up, yeah. that could play the position. I, I I looked and I said, man, if you can maybe get one of those guys and then a good arm, does it leverage itself out? Yeah. I just think it's hard for Astro fan to to let that go because that's literally one of the the new. You remember the first He's the guy, leader of the
3: team, right?
2: The first guy to come out and tell the, everyone to shut the f up. Yeah, like, you don't know you weren't there. Like he he put that. You, you felt a certain type of way going into the last year's playoffs. You remember that you right then and there you said, "Man, I'm, a, Correa's here for life." You know, yep. I, I, I'm riding with this guy, and you saw him show up in the playoffs. That's you just i hate to even be here with it but then whenever negotiations were going down before the season started and the numbers were going you, you heard many people say man that should be enough yeah like that should be enough and then now that we're at this predicament do you think that guys changed his vo- volume a little bit and saying you know what just pay him
3: it goes both ways you know some fans are like give him whatever whatever he wants and then some fans are like man he's not worth 300 million dollars i mean think about it you're paying him as being the best player on this team. Do you consider him the best player on this
2: team? I it's debatable, right? I, th- I think he is, but it's the that it, that the, the, the word that it's even debatable. All around I think he is the best player. <sighs>
3: The advanced stats, like his wins above replacement, I think he's right now like the number one position player in baseball. He's having an incredible year, but here's the problem. It's a contract year. We see this in fantasy football all the time, right? When it's a a contract year for a receiver or a running back, Somehow, magically, that guy plays in every single game, right? And he has a huge year because the money's on the table. And you wonder: with Carlos, is this just a you know a one-year thing? And then next year, he goes back to maybe only playing a hundred games, and he starts getting banged up again. It it's hard to know.
2: What are you doing with that checkbook, Andrew? Are you giving him the money that are are you readd- addressing things? If you're in the front office and
0: saying, you know what, let's get to a common ground and give him what he needs. It's not my money, so. With that being said, the Astros, over the last few years, they've got to be one of the most profitable, if not the most profitable franchise in the entirety of MLB. You, you see Houston. Merch is flying off the shelves like nobody's business. I think that they've, they've got the money to pay Correa. It's just a matter of do they want to dip into – I mean, it's not even really a luxury tax in baseball when you compare it to what you have to do in the, in the NBA especially in terms of how they penalize teams for going over the salary cap. It's a soft cap in baseball. So for me, I would pay him, but then again, you know – like I said, it's not my money, so I can't be the one who's making that decision saying, Hey, I, I would say give him what? I don't maybe not ten years, but if you want to give him seven, thirty five mil per, I would not be upset with that in the slightest.
3: Yeah, I think it's gonna be about Thirty million a year it's just how many years do they want to give him and the astros are very reluctant to to do these 10-year type
2: contracts and with everything going down around him i think it makes them think like no i need i need that kind of security give me that kind of security and i always said i would rather give a a bat rather than a pitcher one of these long ones because i don't know how long that arm is going to be at the at the end of the seventh eighth year yeah at least with correa you you would hope and Yes there's been some injuries on the way but you would hope that if you did give him a you know in, in year 6 or 7 and I hate to even be using that I mean those are long contracts they are but I'd rather give it to a guy that you know plays with to a bat rather than a pitcher and he's what 26 years old you know like he, 34 35 years old if you give him one of those yeah. long ones that's I'm fine with that but you got to pay that guy. He, he knows what he's worth right now. And, and Correa just, if you, if you really think about it, he seems like a guy that you could just close your eyes and you open him. He's in the big market and he's just, that's just who he is. I just don't want to be playing the Yankees next year.
3: And Garrett Cole is pitching against us and Correa is playing shortstop. Nah, man, I would, you I mean, know what I mean? Don't like, even say that messing up someone Sunday uh, You know what I right mean? Like, Seriously.
2: That's just, that's just bad news. My man Lamont uh, tunes in right here. He says, uh, the Carlos situation reminds me of Brantley. We all assume Brantley was a Blue Jay and then boom. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was gone. I had set up I had lit candles up.
3: Yeah. No. And then
2: all of a sudden reports started just coming out from different and he's here to stay. And and a good thing. Oh, a professional hitter.
3: Dude, they're so lucky to have Brantley and and they have him through next year but and see that's the thing. This team is going to age very quickly if they let Correa go and they don't replace him with somebody because You know, Brantley is in his mid to late 30s. You know, what's Uli's like 37. And after next year, their contracts are up. So if if Carlos leaves and then after next season, Brantley and Uli are gone, like this is a very different ball club.
2: It comes down to can they afford it, though?
3: Well, look, Verlander's coming off the books in theory. That's what, $33 something like that. Grinky should be coming off the books. I mean, they'll have some money to spend.
2: Question two, do they want to afford it? because to andrew's point when has the merchandise ever been harder for for any team in the history of this city where you go people wear those colors proud and i'm wearing an astros hat right now and you're yeah. proud Yeah, like you talk you you you're proud with the astros and maybe even the situation with the other teams in within the city made you even more proud. <laughs> yeah. After what I'm seeing from the Texans, yeah. And then after the way that you're getting mistreated and that people try to take away the World Series and all that, it made you even more proud. Mm-hmm. So then that's why there's so much love for this team. And I go back to the moment you let Carlos Correa walk up out of here. It's just, it takes, it takes the nucleus out of that team. We always say... And these teams don't even these these fans are booing the wrong guys. That's not even the that's not even the championship team, the World Series team. Mm-hmm. Well, when Correa is gone, what? Don't get me wrong, there's still free, yeah, but they're, they're they're yelling cheater at Michael Brantley. And cheater! He's like, he's like what? I, I wasn't even here for that. It's like <laughs> Marwin, yeah, and Marwin
3: coming that? back. I mean, look, he's a he's a favorite, a fan yeah, favorite, that's right? A, that's mostly what it yeah. is. You had
2: people's wives and go too many. I love him. Ooh, Marwin. All right, let's, let's 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 pump the brakes. I mean, it's good to have him back, but let's pump the brakes here. Yeah, there's, it's a minor league
3: deal, and <laughs> and we looked at the number. Like maybe nobody benefited from the trash can banging more than Marwin. <laughs> than Mar- you know
2: what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> let's get real yeah. about this. The reports are out. Yes, there's no lying about it. We know that Altuve least benefited on it right we know that it came to a point where he said man i don't even need this like it's i don't want it it's making me think about thinking i'm already a it's it's a split second decision when you're batting and you're making me throw another element let me just hit you heard the reports him it it was all in
3: marwin was a different hitter with that starwin Yeah. yeah
2: starwin yes so and it's funny i mean he went he left houston and then wasn't the same hitter anymore surprise mm. surprise mm. 713-780-3776 at moneyline 97.5 when we get back you know we don't like to talk about watson's breakfast and what he ate and what he did he pass gas but we are going to talk about something else because there's news i think it might be rumors you listen to moneyline espn
1: 97.5 espn 97 5. this is money live on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 925 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan I promised you a bet,
2: and that's exactly what I'm going to give you. We're going to go to Italy. It starts in one hour. We're going to go Genoa-Napoli, and this is the way I feel about this. I think Napoli is going to surpass one-and-a-half team total goals, so I think they'll score at least two goals. Why is that? Because in the last five games, they've scored exactly two, four, two, two, three. Okay, well, what's on the other side? A Genoa team that brings in 15 p- new players to their uh, fir- for the, to the first team, to their squad, 15 players are traveling with this team, and it showed last week when they got blown out 4-0. Before that, they played a second division team in Copa d'Italia, Perugia. They let them score two times. If you're letting them score two times, you're telling me Napoli can't? Napoli team total over one and a half in Italy, and we're going to uh, catch that together at some point today. I have another bet that I'm going to get to before we leave here, and that's going to be a five-unit max bomb. Your boy's hot. Let's get cooking, Josh. This is it.
3: Let's do it. I mean, get that my bookie <laughs> account fired up. Get these bets placed with Jerry. And I was all over. Bucks by four. A little preseason action. Hey, they took care of business against the Texans. So it's that time of year to start doing the betting, man. But what are we hearing about Deshaun Watson? We are hearing some trade rumors, guys. And we'll get into the game as well. But... Man, Twitter was on fire yesterday with the Charles Robinson report about Deshaun
2: Watson. What are your thoughts on this? Yahoo. Charles Robinson. Yahoo Sports Charles Robinson has, says, uh, he tweets, Sources tell Yahoo Sports the Dolphins have emerged as frontrunner in trade discussions with, uh, Texans for the, with the Texans for quarterback Deshaun Watson. The Texans are seeking three first-round picks and two second-round picks in negotiations, according to a team that dropped out of trade talks. That's, I mean, I want a six-pack, but I eat too many blizzards. Yeah.
3: I'm with And my guess is the team that fell out was probably Carolina because we saw them trade for Gardner Minshew to be their backup. They have Jalen Hurts. We've heard their rumored interest in Deshaun. I think they're all out. And so I guess it's just the Dolphins. We've also heard reports that Deshaun was going to, you know, not allow a trade to certain teams because he has a no-trade clause, that he was only going to allow a trade to the Dolphins. And I'm just like – that just tells you how just out of whack Deshaun is with his expectations.
2: That like, after all Like, this,
3: you run the show,
2: really? After like all af- After
3: all this, you know, you, you turn into what looks like to be Bill Cosby, allegedly, and, and you're going to say, oh, I'll only be traded to the Miami Dolphins, like you're calling the shots.
2: He's delusional. Going with what you said, Charles Robinson continued on his tweet. Sources said the Panthers, Broncos, and Eagles were also in sudden – element of trade consideration, but Watson's contractual right to approve the trade destination, which was signed off on by Houston ownership in his latest, uh, last extension has weighed heavily in trade opportunities. I started thinking, you know, whenever he was crying, you, you remember that clip, he was crying and thanking everyone. He said, but Don't forget to put the no trade clause. Yeah, you know? way to go, Easterby. Uh, Good job try, putting that crying. in there. It's, I love y'all. Just don't forget the trade D- clause. Just don't forget the trade clause. Make sure it's in there, yeah, mama. I, I,
3: I want to leave in less than a year, so make sure you have that. And you want Jack Easterby, you want
2: your team chaplain to be negotiating
3: your contracts. That's smart business.
2: Let's get back to smart business. Why in the world would the Texans, unless you can get something like this, but then now they're saying that there's going to be some pick protections and whatnot because there's so much unknown. Why in the world would the Texans do it now rather than next year, next March? You know what scares me? Are they doing this because they
3: the roster cutdowns are coming and they don't want to cut like their third tight end? You know what I mean? Or the, you know, there's some defensive player that they don't want to have to cut or you know, because we heard I don't know if you saw like Lonnie Johnson is being shopped. You know, there's some Texans players that they're. They're like, oh, he might end up being a backup, so maybe we should trade him. But but we don't want to have to cut that guy. So I'm just worried, Jerry, are, are they trying to move Deshaun because they need that one extra roster spot of flexibility? And they're thinking about, or the $10 million.
2: Is it the $10 million? Is it in everything in life when you negotiate, it's about what you know because then you have leverage. Who has leverage now if the Dolphins know that these other teams bowed out at that yeah. price? So at that price, there's no other suitors except for maybe the Dolphins. They're like, hey, we, we have you on speed dial. Yeah. Like, enter the phone. And dolphins are thinking, well, if we're the only ones that – if everyone else is out on on three first rounds and two second rounds, then why are we the only ones? No. What if we take off one of those or we take off something or we make them conditional? The leverage is gone by it's this gone. by this going public. So where does it lie? Where's the advantage of doing it now and then – if you're taking that team's picks for next season, you're essentially making them a better team right now. The Dolphins with Watson are a better team than the Dolphins with Tua. Yes. So then if you're giving them that now, then they're probably going to win more games. If he happened to play this year, that's just saying that or at whatever time and point. that. So why are you doing it now rather than waiting to when more teams are hungry and you're going to have more teams at the table and there's more clarity
3: about what the punishment might be. It like, makes no sense no to sense. do the deal now for me at all. No sense. And what does that tell you about what the Dolphins think of Tua? You know what I mean? Because he might be in the trade
2: package coming back to the Texans, right? Like I'd be damned. You know what I mean? If I see Tua, I could just see it. Right when you said that, I could see yeah. Tua in a, in a Texans uniform. Right. Like, the name Tua, I just, I don't want Tua here. I've seen enough. I'm just. I'm not a
3: big fan of his so far, and I know he's looked better by all Tua accounts. Tua
2: and Will Fuller back. You're like, no, yeah, no we're good. <laughs> no. Give us
3: draft picks, please. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just with Tua. I'm just like, to me, he's a he's a hybrid of Tim Tebow and Matt Leinart. You know, I'm just not a big fan of his. I I just don't see the arm with him. So. I I I just want draft picks. I don't want any players. Maybe if they have like a, you know, one of their corners, if they want to send him over here cool, but I really don't want him either because by the team, by the time this team is actually good and ready to compete, whoever you get in a trade probably
2: won't be here anymore. So I'm like, get draft picks. Then Charles James goes to Twitter and he says, "I know where Deshaun is headed. I I been you, but I'm not telling a soul. Can't wait to see him kill it." where where's he going i mean i mean where's he going you tell me
1: get your ass in that cell boy <laughs> sitting in the harris county jail
2: Spending that's the only place that he should be going that's, that's where he's going harris county jail he can get a lot of massages there if orange, he wants. Jumpsuits.
3: <laughs> orange
2: jumpsuits orange jumpsuits now he only likes little tiny towels allegedly like what are we talking about here? He's coming out and defending him. He's over here talking about Deshaun the Goat and whatnot. And I'm not saying that I'm a true believer in, in innocent to proven guilty. Yeah. Okay, but I know there's something here. It's there's, America. Yeah. It's it's that where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a lot of smoke coming from from 22 people. That's a lot of smoke. Regardless if he ends up getting this all dismissed and nothing it's all swept under the rug there's still a problem there obviously with a guy of 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 his stature right like that that quarterback in the nfl and you're still on instagram doing this and then when everything went down there's proof that he was still reaching out yeah yeah i mean just he already knew he'd already been Contacted and he was still booking these. Massages. That's a problem. That's At that point, it's a, it's like a fetish. Some people out there yeah. have licking toe fetishes. Yep. Whatever the fetish is, but whenever you come to this where you're taking advantage, if whatever which way, and again, I don't want to prove him. Say he's guilty by any. I don't. I don't know. That's yet to be told. But we do know that it's not one. Everyone says, well, what about Roethlisberger? Yeah, he was guilty too. Imagine if it would have been when she came out, and then all of a sudden, ten, fifteen other girls came out. And they were like, you know what? I've been waiting for this. Yeah. Antonio Brown. A story or two comes out. What if twenty more would have came out? Then you would feel a whole twenty. This is a different ball game, and it's not just man. They're all making it up. No, it's it's not. If, even if it, it was, it was no foul play, and, and it was it was consensual. It's still a problem from a quarterback guy that. We used this term every time—a high football character. That's the phrase that was tied to Deshaun. People were saying, "Man, that's the kind of guy I want my daughter to marry." I don't want my daughter to even know. I threw away her jersey. Mm -hmm. It's
3: look at at best, he's a guy that likes to flirt with his masseuses and see if it turns into stuff. Because we already know his own side admitted that there was consensual, you know, relations. He's with the guy with not believe
2: that the butt is exit only. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and make
3: it clear. <laughs> He's into certain things allegedly that boy, I I don't even want to get into, but look, it's a problem. And I just I think this is all BS. Like, why now? I I feel like it's just my opinion. I feel like this is Watson's side just leaking stuff out to the media that oh teams are interested. Teams are really interested. Like, are they? Why would why would any team commit to three first round picks and two seconds for a, a guy that they don't even know can play football for them?
2: Is it worth eating the ten million that you have to pay him just to have more? Yes. Right, that's what I yeah, said. That's, I mean, is that's it pocket
3: money for NFL contracts. Exactly.
2: So it's ten million, and now you you have the ball in your side, right? Now you can wait. There's no reason, no, what, because you don't want to have him on the fifty three. Okay, throw him on the IR. Yeah, he's hurt. fine. Just He can be a healthy scratch every week. Who cares? You know who else was a healthy scratch? The running back, Ingram. Oh, man. <laughs> now that all of a sudden, he was a healthy scratch in the Ravens last season. Everyone was like, Mark Ingram, just because they know the name. They they stand up there like, Mark Ingram? Now he's your starting running back. <laughs> he was a healthy scratch <laughs> towards the end of last season. He was, man.
3: And, and if I had to bet, I think he is going to end up being the main But where are you going to bet at? Well, where I'm going to bet is, that's easy, Jerry. It's at my bookie. We we all do it at my bookie, guys, and we do it at my bookie because you don't have to gamble on the gamble. If you win at my bookie, they pay you your money. It's easy. You don't have to chase anybody down or or worry that their website's not going to exist in two weeks. My bookie's dependable, fast payouts, man. And, and football season's back. This is the perfect time to get on on the action, guys. And what's cool about my bookie? They will double your first deposit, Jerry. When when you go used to meet your bookie. In in an HEB parking lot. Did he go, oh, great, Jerry, 500 bucks. Well, let me match that 500 bucks. He would never do that for you.
2: No, they were looking to knock out a kneecap.
3: Yeah, they were looking to knock out a kneecap. My bookie's looking to match your deposit. You put in 100 bucks, they'll match your 100 bucks, guys. And look, there's over $500,000 in contest prizes on My Bookie right now. You got the 18 week schedule, which means you get way more games to bet on this year. And this is the perfect place to do it at MyBookie.ag. I know you're going to bet this season, guys. And you want to do it at the smartest place And that's mybookie.ag Here's how it works Go to mybookie.ag You're going to put in promo code Bet975 And they will match your first deposit Dollar for dollar Now's the perfect time to do it guys Football season is right on the horizon Go in there, get that deposit in They will match it They will credit it to your account And you are set guys Bet on anything, anytime, anywhere Just pull out your cell phone And you can bet on mybookie We'll be right back
1: ESPN 97. 5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97. 5.
2: And on ESPN 92. 5.
1: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
2: Welcome back. Shout out to everyone hanging out on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5. That's my man, Flea. Alex Villanueva's in the house. H-Town. He says that Miami said F you on the three ones. They're trying to get even on that Chunzo trade. Like, we remember you. We've done business with you. It's time for a little payback. Can we talk to Bill O'Brien? <laughs> Andrew makes a great point. And he says this during break. He says, if it was any other owner with respect, let's say a, a craft, a Jerry Jones. They would have more clarity on this situation right now. You think that Jerry Jones would let I mean let's think about the player that we're talking about. We're talking about Deshaun Watson, a star. And we have no clarity, no sense of direction, nothing. He wouldn't be on the exempt list. Like he there's nothing going on right now. If you it goes to show the the lack of respect that Cal has amongst the league. I think that that's what it says, and that's a great point. Like, like, we're talking about Watson here, one of the best quarterbacks, a face of a franchise, and you still don't have anything. Like at this point, so then all of a sudden, like, what's up with the exemplars? I
3: really think the NFL wants to stay out of this, and Mike Florio talked about this on his show. They, you know, they like to kind of. and Rusty Harden, Deshaun's lawyer talked about it as far as. The criminal stuff, the, the NFL likes to stay out of it until the criminal investigation takes care of itself. And Deshaun hasn't even spoken with the NFL. The depositions yeah. go down
2: t- at, towards in, the beginning of February. In February. Last year. In February. Yeah.
3: In, in, and that's what Rusty Harden said. Like, Deshaun's not going to speak with the NFL until the the criminal investigation has taken place because the NFL doesn't want to get in the middle of all that. They've learned their lesson from stuff like that. So I don't know if anything's going to happen with with the NFL and the exempt list. I. And that's the other thing too. Are the Dolphins thinking that Deshaun, if they trade for him, he's just going to be their starting quarterback, and and everything will be normal this year? Maybe. I, I really don't know. It's, that's why it makes no sense to me. Why would you trade for the unknown right now? You know, it, it make. I mean, the Dolphins are
2: actually probably going to be pretty good this year, even with Tua. I mean, they got a great defense. Doctor Dre says Jerry Jones couldn't help Zeke not get suspended. Get the f out of here. Yeah. But he got clarity. Even you just said it yourself. Zeke said and had no charges levied against him. Exactly. But he still got clarity. There's no clarity here, you, you know. know I, and mean? there's nothing here. You said it yourself.
3: I have a conspiracy theory about that. Are you ready? Put on your tin foil hat. You ready, Jerry? Do you remember a couple weeks ago when the Texans told reporters like, "We're going into season mode," so. The, the preseason mode is over, so you guys can't show up for practices anymore the way you would in the preseason. You can only show up for practices the way you would in the regular season to where we can limit your access. Do you remember the Texans tried to pull that? And the NFL said, no, you are required to let the media in during preseason until such and such date. So the Texans had to be like, oh, OK, well, then I guess we do have to let the media back in. I almost wonder, was that the Texans kind of nudging the NFL? Like, hey, you going to make a decision on Deshaun here? Are you going to give us some clarity? We're we're canceling our our preseason and moving into season mode so we can get reporters out of here because we don't want this Deshaun drama with everybody asking about Deshaun every day. So I almost wonder if it was like Casario being like, hey, NFL, remember us over here? This big Deshaun Watson disaster? Well, we're trying to shut down our preseason and get the media out of here because we don't want to deal with that. So we're going to make you guys step in. But all the NFL did was say, well, you guys can't do that. They they still haven't made any ruling on Deshaun. But I'm wondering if that was Casario trying to send a message to the NFL like, hey, are you guys going to do something?
2: If you're out there listening and that could be a theory. 713 to get in on the show. Let's get right to Lamont. He wants to talk some ball this morning. What's going on, Lamont? Hey, man,
4: uh, what's up? Uh, I know a way that the Texans could uh... – could kill two birds with one stone, man. Uh, uh, the NFL, we all know the image, uh, NFL want to protect the shield. They want to protect the shield. You know what I would do if I was the Texans right now to make the NFL uh, uh, make some kind of ruling? I would play Deshaun's ass. I would play him. I, I know that they don't want him to be out there, be the face. But, uh, I play him, and, and the two birds come in, uh, either the NFL is going to have to make a decision and say, no, we, we, we can't have this guy here, or if, uh, if Deshaun Watson uh, decides, uh, you know, he want to act like a little girl and say, I don't want to play, don't got a pen. Case Case for, for him. Deshaun, go out there. Even though I'm not even a Deshaun fan anymore, I think he's I think he's pretty whack, man. Uh, uh, I think he's pretty whack, uh, immature, you know, could have did things a lot better, man. I'm trying to say you, you're not supposed to get no coochie on the side of something, man. But, man, come on, man. You got almost $140 million. And, 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 and you and IG, man, it don't even make sense. But that's what I would do if I was a Texans, man. I would play Deshaun Watson. And the NFL would be forced to make a decision. <clears throat> be forced to make a decision. Hey, man, I don't got COVID or nothing. I'm
2: out. <laughs> no, you're. Hey, what what happens if, okay, let's paint out that scenario. Watson runs out of the tunnels. Yeah. Here comes number four. Does that push the cards for because the blowback would be huge. I'm all Against for the it. NFL. People would be like, how can you let this guy, although he's not a criminal, people would be like, he's a criminal. But I'm he, paying him. Like I'm paying him to play. Play him. I, I
3: like the idea by Lamont. W- what do you think happens
0: if they push that card and Watson comes out there? I think that the NFL, I think Lamont's right. The NFL would not let him play if they put him out there. I was shocked they even put him on the top 100 list. I was <laughs> yeah. stunned that the NFL didn't send some memo down like, hey, Whoever's 19, you're 18 this year. Whoever's 101, you made the top 100 this year. I was shocked that with everything that's swirling around Deshaun Watson, they let him be in the top 100 list.
3: Yeah, I, I know. I thought that was weird too. And I, let's, let's kind of push this over to what we saw last night. I don't know about you guys, but as far as quarterbacks in the Texans, Davis Mills does not look like the answer to me. I mean, look, I know he's had 11 starts in college. He's a project. you know. I don't want to you know, jump to any conclusions too early, but I, I just don't see it. He, I watched his tape. I watched six of his games. He only started 11. I watched six, and I watched every single throw he made. And you know what my takeaway was? Man, the guy floats a lot of passage into coverage,
2: a lot of passes into coverage, and we saw that last night. It's, this is what you knew, though. It was a project. The thing that, that hurt was it was a team that didn't have a pick, For the first few rounds. Yeah. Until that. And then when they do go get a pick, they take a chance on a project. That was the problem. Not so much that, man, all right, let's take a chance. A team that is is already projected to be a bad team, right? Why take a chance there whenever you can maybe do it next year and and get a high pick and and get a quarterback then? But there were so many holes in a draft that, again, you didn't pick until third round. And then you go again him. You go get Davis Mills. And look –
3: Kyle Trask looked pretty good last night. And where did you know, he go? Yeah, I know. And he he just went a few picks before that. I think he went in the second round. So, you know, I just I, – that that disappointed me because I was watching Trask last night and I was like, man, he's making some good throws. And I'm watching Davis Mills. And, look, Davis made some good throws last night too. But, I mean, the interceptions and the, I just I, – I worry about it. I don't think he's going to end up being the answer most people would tell you when you draft a quarterback in the third round, it's not very likely that he is going to be the answer. So there were some good defensive players that were on the board that they passed on.
2: Usually they're not expected to be the answer for a third-round pick yeah. right away. You get to sit a little bit. But this situation here, it's it's like, what do we have to lose? They know what uh, Tyrod Taylor is, right? Yeah, They they know what he is. So it's, well, let's see what this guy has. But then with, with an 11-game resume, it's it's going to be a growing pain. And that's what you're gonna get here. This is the guy, though, that you drafted. You knew his resume. So then, what do you lean on? What does this team lean on? Is it the run game that has no direction? There is nobody to lean on. That's why it puts the team at four and a half wins for the season. If you're betting in Vegas, four and a half. That's where you're at. Now, many are using the man that defense and whatnot. Well, you saw real quickly and just—I mean, it's—it's a—it's a preseason game, but Brady just ding, 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 dice, dice, dice. Dude. It's just let let's slow down. I know they were being aggressive. And they were getting turnovers. I understand all that, but let's let's just pump the brakes. And I think in the in the midst of all those turnovers and the defense doing so well, we we forgot that they went zero for ten on third downs the week before. The week before, zero it, for ten. And you know what? Really, we've
3: been talking about Desmond King a lot as a you know a free agent that came in. Like, yeah, he's going to cover the slot and he's going to really help the Texans' defense. And he's been good so far in the preseason. What did we see last night, Tom Brady was like. That's my guy right there. I'm going to target him and beat him over and over and over again. And he did. I mean, it was just all over the field. Tom was just killing that guy. And this is supposed to be like your big, you know, free agent pickup. And it's the first guy that Tom went like, yeah, I'm going to make you my B.I. All up and down the field, and that's supposed to be your answer? That is terrifying for the Texans, that that's the guy that Brady identified as, oh, I can beat him over and over again.
2: You saw it in the playoff run last year, and that teams didn't adjust. And when Brady circles you as the guy that you're going to be targeted, you're in trouble. And if you don't make adjustments, obviously, it's a preseason game. Let's learn. But we were getting so high on that defense just weeks ago, right? Now we can't get low? Let's just play even kill. It's going to be a long season, a long 18-game season. And this is going to be a long 30 minutes because that's all we have. We're only going to 1130. I know it breaks your heart, but I got a winner, and that's going to boost up morale. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
1: ESPN. 97.5. 97.5.